This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am excited to be joined once again by a good friend, a Betches colleague. Uh, you know her from Bravo Historian, the Betches Brides podcast, and she has a new podcast coming out that's very exciting that we can talk about. Please welcome back to the show, Samantha Bush. Hi, how are you? I am doing well. I'm excited to have you here on a Monday. It's... I don't know how positive the vibes are, but we've got lots to talk about. Um, And, you know, who better to kick off the week? Mm -hmm. Um, Before we get into everything that's been happening, I just want to let everyone know, if you're in the mood to get in the holiday spirit, get some of your holiday shopping done, Betches has the holiday event of the season that we are bringing right to you right now. It is the Betches Holiday House. Uh, This is a virtual experience where you can get new videos you've never seen before, fun Betches throwbacks, little games, our fave product recommendations and gift ideas, and so much more. Uh, The house is super cute. I don't know, Sam, if you've had a chance to kind of like click around yet, but it's like very cute, very chic. So chic, I I was about to say chic. It's the chicest wind chime I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, But there there are lots of little like Bravo Easter eggs in there, I would say. Like it's very on theme, on on brand. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. There's exclusive promo codes and real life holiday confessions that you won't want to miss. Uh, so you can head to betches.co slash holiday house now to check it out and keep coming back all season long for more cool surprises. Are you feeling like holiday-ish yet? I've never been more in the holiday spirit in my life. Oh, yeah, that, that's interesting. Like I'm I, feeling it. I'm feeling I just feel tired. Like that's how I know it's the ho- <laughs> it's like the holiday season because I'm like, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I guess I guess we're doing it. I have to buy presents for people. I don't know what it is. Like I'm so excited. Like I went to Target the other day with my mom and the way her and I were rabid dogs in the Christmas aisles, like looking at ornaments and like wreaths. We like we couldn't be stopped. Wow. It was bad. Yeah. I love that for you. Maybe I'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there. And you know, I'm really ready to like have it snow. It snowed here on Saturday. Like it's happening. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> um the biggest week is speaking of on Saturday, the biggest news over the weekend in the Bravo side of things was about Roni Legacy, which we mm. have, you know, been he- hearing about on and off since the spring, but there's been no kind of concrete news about casting or anything. Mm-hmm. At BravoCon, when they announced the Roni reboot cast, they specifically said that no casting decisions had been made for Legacy yet and that they were kind of waiting to get the reboot off the ground before they turned their attention to Legacy. But now it seems like it seems like things are happening behind the scenes, maybe not finalized casting yet, but Page Six reported on Friday that there were kind of like there was like a cast in the works and it's kind of, you know, the usual suspects that you would think are going to be on Roni legacy. But notably they said that Ramona singer was not likely to be on the show. And then the very next day, Ramona confirmed to page six that she will not be on Roni legacy. She said, quote, I do not want to do the show any longer. It's not for me at this time, which is like the funniest, most specific way of confirming that you're not on the show. Of course, mm-hmm. question mark, question mark, question mark over was she invited to the show? It seems like maybe the answer was no. But mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? First, before we get into how we feel about Ramona being gone, what are your thoughts about this particular statement? It's the most like PR type of statement she could have given. Like, I think it 
she obviously had to like run it by some people um, and add in the whole like at this time. It's like, mm-hmm. well, if it's not this time, then baby girl, it's never going to happen. Yeah, it. this does feel kind of like it makes sense in line with what she said on her interview with Carlos King a few weeks ago where she was saying, you know, they basically didn't want any of us for regular Roni anymore. So they fired all of us and now they want some of us back. So it feels like it's the loser show. I don't know if I want to do the loser show. And while that is maybe a less PR approved way to speak about this whole situation, she did kind of plant the seed at that time that she might not want to do it. And as much as I think it, this feels kind of like you can't fire me because I quit. Like I'm, I'm choosing not to do the show. And we know a lot of housewives have sort of used that tactic in the past when they've been not invited back. But like if Ramona doesn't really want to do the show, I don't want her to do the show. Like I, I have uh, one of my, uh, you know, highest held beliefs about housewives is that the second you don't really want to be there anymore, you shouldn't be there anymore because it's only going to lead to mediocre, you know, bad product at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And this legacy show, it might be a flop. It might be amazing, but it has a much better chance at being amazing if you have like seven or eight girls who really, really want to be there. Right. Um, the thing with Ramona that I keep going back and forth about is I genuinely, like, I think it might be the case that you said, I quit, therefore, like, you can't fire me type of thing. Mm -hmm. But there is a part of me that really feels like Ramona is now in, like, a stage of her life, like, where she doesn't want to do that stuff. She wants to be able to go wherever she wants, whenever she wants. She doesn't want to have to adhere to filming schedules. She wants to be in Palm Beach. She wants to be in Aspen. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't. I think it was her time to go. Um, But it's still really like a sad, like, send off. It's not the send off that, like, I would I would want for her. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's an interesting point that she might just feel like she is kind of over the whole system and she wants her kind of life back in i mean that sounds dramatic but she's been doing this for a really long time and there is kind of this cycle it's not like you're on call 365 days a year but you know you have to be in town certain months for filming you have to be around for the reunion there's certain press obligations they're doing bravocon they're doing uh, uh, mm-hmm. all of this stuff and ramona if she doesn't really need the money which who knows if she's played her cards right, then she probably is in pretty good financial shape. Like she wants to be able to be invited to Ibiza or wherever Mm -hmm. for two weeks by a friend who has a yacht and just be able to pack a bag and go. And, you know, she's retired in a traditional sense. And so now it's like, she wants to like retire, retire. And she's like 65 years old. That's what I was just about to say. Like, this isn't like a, She's 65. Like, she's ready to, like, just live her life the way that she wants it. Um, And, yeah, not have to deal with this. And I think the way the network maybe went about the whole last season really maybe bothered her. Like, who knows how she feels. But I'm. it's going to be kind of weird to not have her there. Yeah, it will be different. Like, whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing or you don't really have feelings either way, we've never seen a a version of New York without her. And so I think legacy, knowing that Ramona won't be there, it is kind of, it's a little, it's kind of fun to think about now. Like what will that vibe be like? If we're, if we're going to have potentially Jill and Dorinda back, Kelly's name was included in that page six report. So if that is, if they have some, accurate source that they're pulling from, then it seems like there's a good chance that Kelly will be in the mix somehow. Mm -hmm. Luann, Sonia, like there's a lot to work with there. So if they, if the women all show up and are like ready to go, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited too. I, I do think, and maybe cause I'm just protective over the Roni girls more so than I feel about any other like franchise is like, I do think on some level Bravo, like, was a little too, like, harsh with them about the last season. Like, I feel like we've seen worse seasons. Am I crazy? Like, I feel no, like Orange think- County was, like, literally in the toilet for years. And, like, 
they didn't get punished like this. Like, I feel like the Roni girls are literally being punished. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think it was kind of a combination of a lackluster everything. season and then the kind of like HR nightmare that ended up happening yeah. on the tail end. Like, it just sort of became this un- thing that. that nobody really wanted to touch. And by yeah. by rebranding it as Legacy and giving it a year off to kind of breathe and then resetting, you kind of don't necessarily have to address all of the stuff that went down the last time that show was on, whether that's, you know, a good thing or a bad thing, not having to address it. That's a different question. But I, you know, I, (laughs) Jenna Lyons was on TikTok getting ready for a dinner party the other day. She's like hosting a dinner party. And the theme was, khaki gold and black and she was trying on outfits i'm like sounds like a housewives theme to me (laughs) that's the most housewives theme i've ever heard khaki gold and black like okay (laughs) denim and diamonds like it's so funny like imagine getting invited to a party in real life where they're like okay great i'm just having i'm just having the girls over for a nice night at my apartment and I just want everybody to wear khaki, gold, and black. I would be like, bitch, what? I know. I'd be like, are you okay? Like, that's not happening. Also, you have to be like a certain level of chic for khaki to, to be work. like a good thing in your wardrobe. Because mm-hmm. like for most of us, I feel like khaki is like, okay, so I'm wearing like khaki pants from Gap. Yeah, like it's giving party. Target uniform. Right, it's giving you like know? anybody that has worked retail know, knows about like the pants. <laughs> the pants. We all know the pants. <laughs> oh my no, God. No, Jenna Lyons I'm, was not wearing the pants. But I am excited pants, about so. that new Roni. Like I'm excited about it. I I just like obviously have such a soft spot in my heart for like the old, the old girlies. Totally. I'm excited that they're both finally getting off the ground so oh. we can have something to watch and talk about versus mm-hmm. just like talking in circles about like I don't know if Dorinda should be off pause it's like well take her off pause and we'll find out we'll we yeah. will see um but you know who's not on pause thank god is the women of Potomac oh my god <laughs> no they're like they're crazy I'm dying over the season Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite. Acai Grape, Pineapple Mango, Lemon, and Mandarin 
Mandarin Orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. So this week, we start off with the conclusion of uh, Wendy's burn session, which I think I talked about it last week, but it's just the most flimsy premise for a housewives event. Like they are at this winery that is like two hours from where any of them live. It is essentially a barn in a deserted field. And the whole point is just that we're coming together to say every negative thing that we feel about each other. And it's hilarious because it's like the burn session just started at the end of last episode and it basically is already over when this episode starts because after all of the stuff that goes down with Wendy and Robin, there's no productive burn session after that. No, this is like the worst idea. I have so many thoughts about Wendy Dylan. Like I've really had to like let my love for her go um, because she's not the same Wendy. It is. I. She's yeah. not the same Wendy, and it's not in the sense of, like, she looks different or anything. It's like, I don't know who the fuck this woman is. She feels very lost. I feel like, like, I I don't understand this whole, like, she wants to start a bar slash library for kids. Like, I, just be the person you were season one who we loved. Like, I don't understand this, like, other person we're getting. It's weird. And this whole idea of, like, Let's all sit around and say all the things we hate about each other. And this is going to be something productive is so ridiculous. Like Mm -hmm. that's never, ever going to happen. Yeah. And I think it seems like I don't I can't remember if if she was this way, maybe her first season, but she's framing this whole event around we're all going to own our shit. We're going to say what we're feeling and everybody's going to own it and we're going to move on, which I mean, in any Housewives franchise, this would be, uh, you know, setting yourself up for failure. But Mm -hmm. the fact that it's Wendy specifically, she seems so unwilling and uninterested in meaningfully owning her shit. And she's, Mm -hmm. you know, she talks a lot of shit. She says a lot of things. She has strong feelings about a lot of people. Um, We've seen pretty much everyone in the cast talk about how she can be condescending. She can be sort of dismissive of people's thoughts and opinions. We see her even just like later in this episode when she's making fun of Mia for referring to Miami as like the tip of the East Coast. And she's like, well, the tip would actually be the top. And it's like, who who cares? What Like, that's not right. But there are plenty of things to come. There are plenty of things to come for Mia about, but her referring to Miami as some like geographical feature is not worth even bringing up. But also it's like, yeah, that's the thing. It's why even talk about that? That's so stupid. And also like I would think of it as the tip. Yeah, it is the tip of Florida. To me, to me, me. the the tip is any like edge, Any any edge, any point. And Miami is, it's giving tip. <laughs> it's giving, it's giving tip. I just, like, I loved Wendy, like, season, her first season. Like, I loved her and Eddie. I loved her kids. I loved her mom. Like, I loved seeing that side of her. Mm-hmm. It's this whole other person we're getting that I'm just like, who the fuck are you? And what did you do with Wendy? Like, the rehearsed read that was heard around the world last year when she came for Giselle was like, Mm-hmm. Okay. And as like a housewives veteran like watcher, you can spot a rehearsed read like miles away. And that's all Wendy is giving us. I think I maybe... do love that Peter Thomas is now thrown in the mix cuz I love him. <laughs> Going back to th- thinking about her first season, maybe part of the reason that people responded so well to her was because she was genuinely something different that we hadn't seen before both mm-hmm. in her professional background, having the four degrees, being an active professor was something so novel for housewives. Mm -hmm. And then also her family, her Nigerian background, the way that that is, um, you know, relevant in her everyday life and with her seeing her parents and all her family, all of this stuff, it felt like we were really seeing a unique 
person on mm-hmm. the uh, Housewives franchise. And then in the two seasons since, it's almost like she has been trying to bring herself more in line with the kind of like what housewife thinks, image. Right. And I think... Obviously, you know, you're going to learn things on the sh- in your time on the show. You're going to learn how to handle certain situations or, you know, you're going to up your glam game or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. But that it's like it does feel a little bit like Wendy has abandoned the she's not she's not really incorporating the stuff that made her so exciting in the first mm-hmm. place. She's just trying to be the housewife. It's, yeah. And, like, and it's it's not something I'm enjoying seeing because none of it really feels real to me. Like mm-hmm. this whole like candle line. I'm like, are you really like doing a candle line? Like it just feels like, okay, now I'm the show and I have to create a product to sell. It's like, no, like just be you and everything will follow after that. I just don't get it. It reminds me of Cynthia Bailey, how Cynthia would, who I love, but she would always like have cargo and then she had the Lake Bailey and then she had the wine cellar and the modeling agency. Like it just gets like, what are mm-hmm. we doing? These aren't real businesses. Like this is not something that's really happening. Why am I, I don't care about this. I care about you and your mom having tough conversations. I care about you with your kids or you being a professor. Like that's what I care about. Yeah. At least this week she d- has come to her senses and decided that the Nigerian lounge needs to be on pause because she has 55 other things going on. And it's like, <laughs> great. Thank you. But then it's weird because the first going back to the season premiere, mm-hmm. she had the whole scene sitting down with Peter Thomas and like that seemed like it was going to be the storyline. And mm-hmm. now I guess maybe it's paying off in the sense that Peter is coming is like resurfacing in Miami and says he has beef with Wendy. And I guess we're going to get to that next episode. But it's like, OK, then now it just feels like this was like a red herring that was thrown out to like give us yeah. something to talk about, but was it ever a real thing? And with with housewife businesses, there is always the question of like, is this meant to be real or is this just meant to be like fodder for the show? And it's time to be real. <laughs> it's time to be fucking for real. Yeah. And it is getting realer and realer with Ashley and Michael and Candace at the burn. The last real thing we get from the burn session is Candace's revelation that she heard from someone has known for years, apparently that Michael was um, using the services of an escort, mm-hmm. allegedly, allegedly. A-, a male escort. Um, and later in the episode, we do hear from Robin that she apparently knew about this years ago and chose to never bring it up. Giselle says she has never heard this before, which... Which I don't believe for one fucking second. Giselle (laughs) has her ears on the street. Like, she knows what the fuck people are saying. Right. It does feel like this is the kind of thing where if it's out there enough that Candace and Robin both know about it, there is absolutely no way that somebody wouldn't have at least slid into Giselle's DMs with that info or somebody told, I don't know, Robin telling her. Right. Like it is, it's strange to think about the idea that Robin would know that for quote years and would never bring it up to Giselle because we've seen them two specifically so many times on this show. Basically any secret that one of them knows is like, communal property Mm -hmm. and it is an interesting thing though because if if Giselle had known that information three years ago let's say I feel like we would have known that information three years ago and so there is kind of a part of me that's like maybe Giselle didn't know because it would be shocking if she had really really just fully kept that secret for so long that would be really out of character for her you're very you're correct um, like if she heard that Michael Darby had an escort <laughs> man or woman, um, we would know. She would have walked would into whatever reunion happened next with the biggest shit eating grin on her face mm-hmm. that you've ever seen. And look, I love me some Jizzy, but she is not a secret keeper. <laughs> no, no, not her, no, no. It's not where she shines. Even- she, I think the only person she'd ever keep a secret for is Robin. Like, if Robin was, like, dead ass looking at her in the face, like, you cannot tell anybody. Mm-hmm. She's not telling anybody. 
Yeah. I actually. But when it comes to Michael Darby squeezing ass, um, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. I actually was kind of impressed with how calmly Ashley received this information, this episode. And like, I just. Dylan. I, I, <laughs> what? Ashley is always calm when she gets news about Michael Darby. Like, she saw a photo of Michael Darby's body, his his being, and she was so calm and she was like, that's not him. It was him. <laughs> Ashley is dingling. so funny. Yes, swinging his dingling across Instagram. I just, I'm like, Ashley is truly one of the best actresses of our time. Um, I am so obsessed with her and her... Like, talk about a shit-eating grin whenever she talks about her prenup, money, child support that she's mm-hmm. potentially getting from Michael Darby. She's smiling. Like, can't stop smiling. It's yeah, so the, funny to me. Her trip to the lawyer this episode, to me, had big energy of, like, oh. we're doing this on camera because it is going to be, like, a good, like, pivotal scene in my divorce journey on the show. Mm-hmm. But I... I cannot imagine that most of the information this woman was saying was actual news to Ashley Darby. Because she's like, oh no. Ashley's like, now, the thing, Michael and I were talking about buying a house in the LLC. Now, do you think that that sounds like a good idea? Or do you think it sounds like not a good idea? And it's like, (laughs) she's asking it in such a way that it's like, you already know the answer to this question. You know the answer, but she's using this as like leverage. She's like, I gotta right. get this on camera. Like she's like, she's gonna be like, so Michael, I met with lawyer lady. Yeah. <laughs> and lawyer lady said, don't buy house in LLC. And then yeah. later in the later in the episode, she says that she found out the LLC doesn't even exist yet, which is another thing where I'm like, I don't know the exact timeline of events here, but I don't buy for one second that. Or on the season premiere, Ashley's like, we made an offer on a house. The LLC is LLCing. And then like seven episodes later, she's like, it was brand new news to me that the company, in fact, doesn't exist. I'm like, I feel like you are a lot more aware of the of what's happening here than you're kind of portraying. Yeah, I think I don't think Ashley Darby is dumb. And I think she knows exactly what she's doing. She knows how much money to the penny she's going to get. She's been calculating this for years. She's like, you know, um, in Adam's Family Values, Debbie Jelinski, the evil I, I actually haven't woman. seen Adam's Family Values. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Well, it should be required viewing in every public okay. school in America. But <laughs> it re- she reminds me a little bit of that, like where she just like, she knows exactly what she's going to get from Michael. And she just wants it basically reaffirmed to her and like having to talk about it like mm-hmm. to a lawyer she's just like okay like because none of it's making sense and i also don't understand why they have such archaic rules for divorce in maryland in virginia why do you have to, but yeah or virginia why do you have to be separated for a year it's so weird i mean it's so I, weird i think there are a lot of places that have still like bad weird old like there's places where you like one party still has to be like at fault in a divorce. There's places where, you know, you they make it really like both people have to agree and they make it really, really hard if mm-hmm. you can't get like the other person to cooperate. But uh, right. I don't think Ashley is dumb in in any real context, but I certainly don't think she is clueless about this marriage prenup divorce arrangement because she walks into that office and she literally is like the lawyer asks if she has a prenup and she's like "Mm -hmm, yes we have a prenup and our eighth anniversary was actually just last week and we do have the two babies and it's like right this is a this is a chess game you know for a Mm -hmm. fact that you've been married x amount of years which in the prenup agreement she probably knows to the minute means that you have the rights to X amount of community property. And because you've also had two babies, you're going to get X amount more like, right. I don't, we've been talking for years about how Ashley had to hit whatever mark in her marriage. Yeah. And then like the babies made it, you know, a little different, but like Mm -hmm. it's been, it's a known fact that there was kind of an equation 
as to when it would make the most sense for her to mm-hmm. leave this marriage. And it's like, yeah, it, it, she got the she got the notification on her phone that she set a reminder. Literally, like, no. Imagine Ashley Darby setting a reminder like four years in advance. It's like uh, March 12th, 2022. Oh, it's time for me to make my separation official. That's mm-hmm. fun. And just like, I just can't help myself with Ashley. Like, I just think she's a great housewife and she's so messy and perfect for this. And now that she's like fucking Luke, I can't. Dylan, I can't. That, I mean. that She so, loves a TikTok dance. She loves a TikTok dance. She's doing it in the airport on this episode. She's doing it everywhere. The TikTok from Luke's apartment. We didn't talk the about antler. it. The antler. The antler, the there's a Minnesota license plate on the wall in the background. The rug does match up with one of Luke's past posts. <laughs> I I am curious, what do you think about where do you fall on obvious it's obvious that they want people to be able to figure out that they are spending time together. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about is this a real situationship that they are exploring in a real world context and they're just having fun letting us all kind of follow along or do you think it's like PR stunty to you? I don't think it's PR stunty. I think that they really did like have a connection at BravoCon and like when he saw her and you know got her number and stuff Um, but I do think they enjoy that people are so obsessed with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Ashley, I, think, I don't think right. it's PR driven. I think it's like legit. I think they really like each other. I was actually thinking about this the other day, Dylan. Like they actually do have a lot in common. Like they're both outdoorsy, you know, hikers, um, fishers, you know, earthy. Okay. They're around the same age, too. Like, they're not... That's also what I like. Like, she's not, you know, he's not going for, like, someone who's, like, 20... He's not going to someone that's, like, on Leva's show. Right. He's going for a mother of two. (laughs) And honestly, there's a part of me that feels that this is almost like a, um, a little jab at Craig. Like, I can't help but think that maybe that might be play a role in it, too. Like... You think, like, you're the number one couple on Bravo. Like, I'm going to date a real housewife of Potomac. Oh, wow. Like, that's... you came for me, and now look at me. Because now no one cares about Craig and Paige. Like, literally, no one gives a fuck about them. I think when... Everyone's right. freaking out about Luke. And Craig and Paige Ashley, was very... Because she's, like, a higher get. Like, right. that's, like, that's, like, if Tom Schwartz, like, Todd die or Ken Todd dies, and he, like, fucks Lisa Vanderpump. Like, that's right. crazy. That's how I feel about this. May uh long may long may Kentad stay with us. Um someone did ask me the other day if he had passed and I said I don't know. I don't Um <laughs> but right like Paige and Craig getting together was exciting when it was first happening when mm-hmm. we were trying to ascertain whether or not it was really happening. But now that they've been together for 6 months or a year. what a year. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like what is I'm what like is when time? did I when did I watch whatever season? Um, yeah. Right, like a year. It's, it. they're just like any other influencer Instagram couple, sort of. Yeah. Like they post a cute picture and there are obviously a lot of fans that are into them as a couple, but they're not capturing the zeitgeist of the, the Bravo community. And, and like right now people are having so much fun following along with whatever is going on with Ashley and Luke. And it's like no other couple on Bravo right now has a, a similar energy like no. that. And they're like so fucking hot. Like that's the other thing. Like they're just like a really, really, really hot couple. Mm-hmm. And she's a housewife. He's had a rough season on Winter House. Like people like him. Um, but then there's also like when he dropped the little nuggets on Watch What Happens Live, he was like, oh, yeah, like, she helped me pick out my outfit. Like, yeah, we're going to hang out. And then now that they're hanging out with, like, Carl and Lindsay, I'm like, mm. imagine Luke making the jump from Summer House, Winter House, to Potomac. I love it. Yeah. as far, I love I, it. I'm pretty sure he's not on this upcoming season of Summer House. I don't think so either. So that's going to be interesting. Like, otherwise, I feel like we would kind of just forget he existed. But if he's, you know. That's what I'm saying. Attending sporting events with, with Ashley, then 
I will uh I will not hit the unfollow button just yet on, on no. Luke. Um but getting getting back to Potomac, we are headed to Miami. Oh my god. I'm excited to see this group in Miami. It feels like they haven't done a beach trip or like kind of a fun in the sun trip for a few seasons. Mm-hmm. So um, they lost Katie. <laughs> they lost Katie. Right. They've had a lot of these kind of like dreary we're somewhere in on the east coast but like the weather's not nice and like a log cabin like right. it's not it they got to go to portugal which was fun but like there's just been a lot of there's been a lot of trips where it's like and we're in a house yeah um, and so i'm excited to see them somewhere with palm trees and sadly not on the beach they're uh they're on the other side of the bay they're um, quite literally like someone i forget which house i've said it she was like we're in a neighborhood we're in a there's someone's right, grandma like, across the street it is funny. They're driving down the street in the cars and it's like one side of the street is like these beautiful like waterfront homes and the other side of the street is just like ranch houses. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we've all, I mean, anybody who's, if you've been to a beach type place, you know, those streets along the beach where it's like the houses that face the water are really nice. And then it's just like a normal ass neighborhood if you don't get to uh-huh. see the water. Um, but this house notably for nine women on the trip, only has six bedrooms. I would freak out, Dylan. It's okay. I would freak out. I feel like if you are choose, if you're staying in a house, if you're getting a house for the specific group, I feel like you're only really allowed to be like one bedroom short. That's what I mean. Like, like if there's seven women and it's a six bedroom house, that's okay. Sonia and mm-hmm. Ramona can share. Giselle and Robin can share. But. Six nine women in six bedrooms, and you're like a real housewife. Like spring for the bigger house, but also Ramona like, would literally have left. Like, She'd be like maybe, I'm maybe at that point, like the third friend of whose name I don't remember <clears throat> doesn't get to come on the trip, right? Because well, also the fact that Shasha gets her own room, yeah, is so fucking weird. <laughs> Shasha gets her own room, but she is still displeased with the lack of a bathroom. Uh, what How are many thoughts? bathrooms is it? Okay, How so it? Mia and Jacqueline's room has a bathroom. Uh-huh. Robin and G- Giselle. Robin and Giselle have notably just one bathroom <laughs> between yeah, the two notably. of them. Um, Wendy and also Candace's room has a bathroom. Ashley's room has a bathroom. And then there must be at least one, like... So five bathrooms... For nine women. These women in particular. These aren't like low maintenance girlies on like a camping trip. Like this is like these bitches are in Miami. They're going to have hair and makeup. They're going to like. It's going to be a whole thing. This is. Mia is such a goddamn mess. Like I. I hated Mia very notably last season. Like I was very anti Mia. But now I find her really funny and really silly. And because she literally believes her own lies. Mm-hmm. And I love that for her. I also think it's, it's interesting. It's very Drew. <laughs> it's very Drew. She and Drew are like long lost, relatives. long lost cousins. Mm-hmm. But it is funny that even without hearing Wendy's hot mic moment from the other episode where she says that she's lying, Mia mm-hmm. has already decided that she doesn't like Wendy on her own accord. I'm like, interesting. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> just wait. Well, and then also, if you look at Mia's like social media, like the way that she talks about like Chris and Candace, she's like, she, like, literally openly admits to, like, lying. She's like, yeah, you know, I guess he wasn't looking at me. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, okay, girl. Like, you made it this whole thing. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. And then, like, when she said pussy popping on a handstand last week, like, that <laughs> phrase has not, like, left my mind. That story, it's so, you know, the, the it was crazy. Um, I have saved, like, the photo of Garcelle where she's like, don't ever tell that story again. <laughs> it's like, like she just thinks that's like the cu- the funniest, like cutest story of how she and Gordon got together. And it's like, no, I'm traumatized from hearing that. No, like I when she said he was happily married and he came on the trip, I was like, what is she fucking talking about? Like, uh, I-, I couldn't even make sense of it. Uh, right. She is somebody who I think she has very little idea of how she comes across both in Scary. how she acts, what she says, uh, th- her whole kind of vibe. I think it's it's 
intriguing to watch because I think she thinks she's giving something different than what she's giving. And like, like you made the Drew Sedora comparison, like that kind of delusion Mm -hmm. is really just watchable. And with this trip also, I feel like she is, she thinks she is serving like iconic luxury, luxury glamour trip MIA we're going to go to Peter Thomas's club it's going to be it's going to be, be hot incredible. it's going to be everything we're going to I'm naming the rooms after strip club movie things like mm-hmm. it's just it's all like oh you think you think this is like top tier best best thinks- it's ever been done and I'm like yeah it's a nice house yeah, like I can't afford it, but I'm not watching Housewives for that, you know? But I am watching Housewives to watch the delusion. And also like like if you play if you think of like when Miami girls went to like the Versace mansion, that was like mm. a casual little day and night trip. Right. That was like this a little like sleepover Mia, staycation. Mia thinks that that's what she's giving. It's like <laughs> yeah, that's not what's happening at all. Oh my god. I'm so excited for Miami to come back. Oh my god. God, when I saw them at BravoCon, I was like, I hang on their every word, like yeah. their every move. Like, I, oh, Dylan, I don't know if you and I have talked about it, but I'm deeply concerned about Nicole, Dr. Nicole's finances. I am. I'm concerned. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, because we've did, seen this before. We thought someone had money and they didn't. They did the whole, that like stunning house renovation, did the architectural digest spread and then sold the house and just bought a new house, which I mean, the new house is beautiful as well but like maybe not quite as like opulent or like not quite as stately i don't know i i need to dig into the new house but i do love nicole and it is one of those things where it's like okay anesthesiologist you make good money he's a lawyer he makes good money but you're but it's not like this kind of money no like there i think there's they're family like buying money. like 45 million dollar homes and have a jet like this is like crazy Right. There's no one no one who's a lawyer who's I learned this from Tom Girardi's little Housewife and the Hustler is no lawyer who's that rich is doing the right thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's something going on there. Like I just watched over the weekend the um the Murdoch family documentary on HBO. It's oh. called Low Country, if you haven't watched it. And like the main guy in that is giving very much like red like redneck Tom Girardi. But like with murder to too. So there's, it's a okay. little bit like darker, but he's still like stealing from the victims. I'm like, okay. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The last thing I want to get your thoughts on really is... 
how how are you feeling about Sharice's presence this season? Because to me, it's very interesting that Sharice is back as I'm not sure whose friend technically, but Karen fucking hates her, doesn't want anything to do with her. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mia is ha, is renting a two bedroom apartment in Sharice's asshole. Lit- literally. Um, I'm obsessed with Karen's hatred of Sharice. Like, uh, it's Karen to me can do no wrong, even when she's 100% wrong. Like, I ride for Karen so hard. Um, so her hating Sharice is just really gets me good because I just think these women to me, like, even when they're not agreeing on things are so funny, like the way that they fight with each other makes me laugh. So, like, it's not, like, very dark. And then with Mia loving Sharice, I don't understand it. It feels so random. And, like, when she was talking about how she's like, I love how Sharice's eyelashes sliding off her face half the time, but she doesn't care. She gives (laughs) no shits. Like, so how I'm feeling about her coming back, I feel like it's really strange because it, she was gone. Like, she was, mm-hmm. like, nowhere to be found. And now all of a sudden she's, like, on trips and she's got confessional looks. I like her. I think she's funny. Anyone that makes a whole storyline getting your champagne room, making your mm-hmm. ex-husband pay for every single, you know, a- everything in that room, it just, I love her. She's I think, funny. She's good. Yeah, I agree. She makes me laugh. I think her presence is, like, a fun little added bit of spice to the exactly. cast. But it is a little strange that it it seems like Mia thinks that befriending Sharice is going to be some kind of strategic trump card that it's going to like help her to be friends with the real grand dame of Potomac. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Sharice is a friend of on this show who a, a couple seasons back came back and then like couldn't even be a friend of when she was showing up to the Denim and Diamonds party. And it's like Sharice... Maybe in terms of like some imagined Potomac society is a desirable friend. Mm -hmm. But in terms of this group, Sharice is like not on the leaderboard. Like she is, she's somebody who is always kind of around in the larger circle. But like if Sharice was really going to show up and like make a play for, you know, the like center spot, it, it's not happening. It hasn't no. happened. It doesn't feel like it's going to happen. And so for Mia to kind of put all her eggs in the basket of Sharice and Jacqueline, it's like, okay, That's- I'm glad I'm glad you have people to go to the spa with and to kind of like bounce things off of. I think that's not a bad thing to have on the show to have your mm-hmm. little side crew, but like they're the side crew. Right. It's not- and they'll never be the main crew. Right. Being like Sharice's girl isn't the same as being Karen's girl or Giselle's bestie or even like even Ashley Candace's or Candace's girl. right hand. Like it is totally a side thing. And I'm like, Mia, <laughs> you're investing a lot of resources into the friends of. And it's funny because you know that Mia thinks this is like the best idea. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's how I picture Mia and like the best, I don't know, maybe this is the wrong word, but metaphor for Mia is when she went to her joint um, business mm-hmm. and like moved the pamphlets around on the desk for a while and really thought she was the CEO. She was like, that, I work hard. That That's clip, Mia in a nutshell. When they brought back that clip last week when she was having dinner with G and she was like, you know, it's just like so busy. Like every time we open a new location, it really just takes it out of me. And then they just flash back they just to show her, her like, shuffling the pamphlets. I'm like, that is... The epitome of Mia, that she's like, well, you know, I'm a CEO, I'm a boss bitch, I'm working hard. And it's literally like, that's the work. (laughs) And then she's like, see ya. It's like, babe, you're not working. And that's how I feel about her on the show. Like, she really thinks that she's giving something, doing something. And she is in the sense that we're all laughing, like, at her and not with her, you know? Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. at least she, at least she has her own bathroom. (laughs) That's true. Sharice can't say the same. Sharice is going to stay at a hotel. Which Do her I, and Jacqueline have a falling out eventually? Oh, I don't know. But at this point, if they had a falling out, then I just wouldn't ever care to see Jacqueline again. Like, okay. I, I don't. Okay. Like, okay. I'm glad you have. I'm glad you're like real friends, but like, I don't, I don't know this girl. 
Yeah, I, I can, even if you showed her to me right now and I just watched the episode this morning, I'd be like, I don't know who that is. I don't know this man. I remember that she's Mia's friend, but I couldn't tell you anything about her. And that's... No, that's, not a single thing. That's where we are right now. Um, <laughs> Sam, this has been so fun. Before we go, can you tell everyone about this uh, new podcast that you have happening? Oh my God, yeah. So Crown Jewels is my new podcast with Lex Nico. You can follow her on Instagram at Lex Nico, L-E-X-N-I-K-O. We are starting this podcast about the royals, not just the British monarchy, but we're branching off into like every single monarchy. We're going to do updates, news, fashion. There's going to be games. Um, there's a game that we're going to play called Tea and Crumpets. Um, and then especially with Harry's new book coming out called Spare um, in January, there's going to be a lot of content. Coming. I'm so excited. I just watched, I finished the new season of The Crown <gasps> and I'm like very, my Wikipedia has never been more active. <laughs> I literally, I saw a video or a picture and it was like, whenever the, whenever I'm watching The Crown, it's like a Wikipedia page is open at all times. Cause it's like, you're always exactly. like Googling like what's going on. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. Her and I, we became friends, obviously, through social media, just how, like, everybody becomes friends now. Yeah. And we always were talking about the royals to each other. Like, that was the only thing we were talking about. And now it's going to become a podcast. It's called Crown Jewels, right? Yeah. Okay. And that, uh, you can, the trailer is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. You can go uh, follow and subscribe so you don't miss episodes when it starts coming out. Also, if you're if you're in the holiday spirit already, go to betches.co slash holiday house. Um, because there's lots going on there. In the meantime, thank you so much, Sam. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow our show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.